welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent, and this is your host, Sarah Hart Unger. Today is a review episode, and I'll be going through a couple of brands that may not be as commonly known. We talk a lot about the big brands on this podcast, like Erin Conjuring, which I do love, and Hobonichi, which I think is growing in popularity, and many more. But these two are some new kids on the block, and I'm very excited to share them with you. So the first one I'm going to start with is the Sprouted Planner. The creator, Heather, emailed me, and she was so sweet. She actually at first was said something like, I think your policy says you don't accept anything for free. So, you know, I just want to get the details of it out, but I do want to send you stuff, but let me know what I should do. It was so cute. Just to clarify, my policy is that I don't ask for things to review on the show for free. And the reason is because if I am asking a company then I do kind of feel like I owe them something in return. Like, okay, you didn't have me on your radar, but I had you and you sent me product. So how can I possibly like say anything negative? The opposite is when a fairly new or smaller brand just wants to get exposure and they offer to send me stuff and promise that I can do whatever I want with it. So it's not a sponsored opportunity. It's just like, talk about these if you want, don't if you don't. And I Really appreciate when companies do that. It's not that often because let me tell you, this podcast is not that gigantic, but I am okay with doing that as long as there are no, you know, specifics around what I have to share. Now, am I likely to share a terrible review of something that was sent to me for free? No, but what I might do if I hated something that was sent to me for free is not mention it at all. So as long as that's an option, then I am willing to accept certain products to potentially talk about them on the show if there are things I like about them. So the two today were sent to me and I really, really like a lot about both of them. So I'm excited to share them. All right, so the first one is Sprouted Planner. Sorry for that little digression. The creator's name is Heather and you can read her story on her website. She wrote, I was working in the fortune corporate world before I became a stay-at-home mom after having my second child. I live in Minnesota with my husband, two-year-old, and five-year-old. I've created this business during nap and quiet time. If you wish, you can read about my story and how it all came to be here. And there's a whole tab on her planner website where you can read about the story of her company. She wanted to put together a planner that had a lot of open space, an emphasis on reflection and connection, but not a lot of pressure. So it intentionally does not emphasize goal setting. It doesn't have built-in habit trackers, although you could create them out of some of the empty space she gives you. And uh, she also said that it kind of came out of a time in her life that was really challenging when she didn't feel like she wanted to have a lot of built-in boxes to check off. She felt like they were too much for her at that time. And I totally understand that. I think I've shared how I have switched from Hobonichi to Erin Condren during times after I've had, I think, two of my children because having the daily page was just too much pressure when I wasn't getting sleep and waking up and pumping. And so I had to move from something daily with a lot of room to something weekly. So I fully get having different planner needs during more challenging times. Anyway, so she sells several different options, and this is her very first year launching this planner shop. So I'm just really, really impressed at the quality and the thought that went into these layouts and just how good they are with this being her very first launch. So, I mean, they're already good. I have many fabulous things to say about them, and I can't even imagine 
how good they're going to get over time as she does different iterations. So currently, she is offering a dated daily, a dated weekly, an undated daily, and an undated weekly. And she sent me the daily and the weekly, but for the purposes of this review, I'm mostly going to take a deep dive into the weekly. They are actually all reasonably priced. The dated and undated uh, versions are all offered at $39.99 for the weekly or the daily. And then she offers some sticky notepads with a similar layout as her planning sheets for $7 and mini notebooks for $5. Something lovely that she does as well is she offers free printables on her site. So if you want to try out the layout before you buy, this is a wonderful way to do so. Or if you've already bought and you just want to play with it and get yourself all excited to use it, then this might be useful to you as well. So there are three covers offered, and I think she sent me the geometric and the leaves. There's also a very pretty watercolor cover. So three options. She kept it nice and simple, which I think was smart. And they all have gold wire binding, and they're all the same size. So again, keeping things fairly simple, not a huge array of offerings, but I think that served her because what she did offer was so nicely done. The size of each of these planners is seven and five eighths inches by nine and two fifths inches. So it's a little larger than an A5 size. As usual, I will hold it next to my gold standard Hobonichi. Yep, definitely a little bit bigger than that. Not that much taller than the A5, but certainly at least an inch or so wider. Um, But not incredibly heavy, and especially the weekly edition feels pretty portable and compact. The cover is kind of a, just a hard coated cardboard kind of a feel. It definitely does feel like it will hold up in the bag and it does have gold corners. The corners are a little bit sharp on the side. So if that bothers you, you may want to think about putting some maybe clear stickers over them or something. I have this feeling this is something that she might change in future editions if she could, but they're not terribly sharp or scary. I just know some people are much more sensitive to that than others. And the rings are an O-ring. It seems like a very sturdy O-ring. Like, you know how some of them can be too mushy and you just get the sense that this is going to fall apart? This does not have that feel at all. It's a bright gold that really matches the patterns and it just feels like a fairly sturdy one. And on the weekly, it's about an inch in diameter, the O-ring, so not gigantic. So I'm gonna do a little walkthrough. As you open up the planner, you have a pocket. The pocket is pretty sturdy. I mean, I wouldn't try to stuff it full because it is just kind of glued to the cover. And I think if you were to overextend the capacity, you probably would break through the pocket. I had the same issue with the simplified planner where I did actually overextend and broke my pocket, but it was on me. I tried to shove way more in there than it was designed to do. So, you know, you got to be mindful of that. As you open up the planner, and you can hear me doing so right now, you have a quote on the side and some welcome. And then she goes through how to use the planner and thoughts on intentions versus goals. Her idea is to make this planner system really, really rooted intention rather than goals. And so she goes through how values lead to intentions, which lead to goals, and wants to make sure that you don't skip those first two steps in the process and skip right to goals. She then has a page where it just says people, and she talks all about being intentional with other people. And then she has an interesting 12-month spread that is labeled things. So you have like a kind of index card shaped box for each month where you can write things that you want to be intentional about, whether it's shopping list type things or events in the year. 
And I, that could be useful for a number of items, maybe just important dates in your work calendar or your life calendar. You could use that a lot of different ways. Then she has a year list, which I think would be a great bucket list. It looks like there are 20 boxes. Let me double check. 5, 10, 15, 20 boxes. So if you're going to do 22 for 22 and you want to put that on this year list, there's room at the bottom where you could certainly add in numbers 21 and 22. And then there's a blank page that asks your hopes for the years ahead. So everything's very open-ended, not prescriptive, um, which I know was part of her mission. Then you have a nice blank line spread and the months are tabbed, which is nice. And then you get your first monthly layout. The months are a Sunday start and there is a nice size to-do list area on the left and little check boxes along the bottom of the month as well and some blank space underneath the second page. So really spacious. You could write a lot of different aspects of your month on this page. I'm not sure that's even true of some of my other favorites. Like, you know, Erin Condren does live you space for some things on the monthly list, but this is actually a lot more. Now, in exchange, the boxes of the month are probably a little bit smaller, but I actually find that very useful because I'm not the kind of person that's going to use a monthly spread to put a million different things in each calendar box. But I do often run out of space to leave checkbox and, you know, other things that pertain to the month. And then we go into the weekly spreads. These are so open-ended. I'm actually going to flip all the way forward to the one that I filled out. So I decided to do a mock-up of November 8th through 14th. And in order to make the days fit, I actually used an August spread for 2022, even though it's currently 2021. So I am going to share photos of the spread, which is loosely based on reality, on my blog. Uh, but I was so impressed because I have to say, I looked at the spread when it was blank and I didn't see its full potential until I wrote on it. So I hope that me sharing these pictures of how I used it will help you see how incredibly versatile this layout is and functional. So at the top of the page, you have the week that it is. So in this case, it says August 8th through 14th, 2022. Again, I'm repurposing it for November. And then there's a box at the top, just blank, uh, a horizontal box, maybe three quarters of an inch tall. I decided that that would be where I put my like big three for the week, but you could of course use it for anything. Again, the theme here is very, very open-ended. Then on the left-hand side, so on the left page, it's like a you know two-page full spread for the week, but on the left is where you get your horizontal layout for each day. And this is divided up really nicely. So on the left, you have the day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in columns. Then you have lines. And then you have a little checkbox space on the right-hand half of that left page. Again, I think a photo will be very helpful. So please go to my blog and take a look. It's theshoebox.com and you can look for the show notes there and you can see what I'm talking about. But I found this really functional because you can use the left portion of the box to put your scheduled things, kind of your hard landscape, and then your right side to put your tasks that you want to get done for the day or important highlights of what you'd like to get done. Now, that's only one way to do it. You could certainly do a million different things. You could use the left for maybe you're not maybe you don't need a calendar at all and you just want to have a task list and on the right you're going to track your meals or write down gratitude for the day i mean you could do really any number of things then on the right hand side of the page we don't have anything specific to the dates so these pages are the same for each week 
whether it's in the dated or the undated, but this space is an incredibly versatile space. What it contains is first, the first third of the page is little checklist boxes. It could be a grocery list. It could be your weekly to-do list. You could divide it into different segments of your weekly to-do list if you wanted to. I didn't do that in my example, but if I was using this planner for real, I totally would divide that into quadrants of my different weekly to-dos. Then there's the cutest little grid section that goes down along the left hand for kind of the middle third of the page. And I decided to use it to write down my workout plan for the week and write down what dinners we were going to cook. And then on the right of that, so that's just like a narrow grid space, which gives you kind of a big blank space, which you could use for anything. You could be really cool and like print out a photo and like use that for memory keeping. You could write a quote. You could play with hand lettering. I decided to be boring and I divided it into four spaces with a marker and I labeled those spaces reading, music, podcasts, and watch. So I thought, oh, maybe I could like track the media I enjoyed for the week there. And then along the bottom, there's another completely open box. I think there's so many different ways you could use that. You could create a little mini habit tracker. You could even use a habit tracker sticker if you wanted to. You could could use it for gratitude. So that's what I did in my mock-up. I created little areas for each day of the week and you could put a tiny little note about something you're grateful for each day. So again, this is only one use that you can see on my blog if you'd like to see how I fill out these pages, but they're, they're really incredibly wide possibilities of how you might like to use this weekly layout. Now, I want to talk about the paper. The paper feels relatively thin, and Heather actually said something like, I'm really worried about the paper. I'm not sure. I might change it for next year. I have to say, I am picky. I am very picky. I like this paper, like to the point where I would say, I hope she doesn't change it. Here's what I like about it. It's not heavyweight, but it is incredibly resistant to any show through or bleed through, at least with the pens I use. I used my typical pens. I used a Pentel Energel Plena in the 0.4. There is zero feathering at all. It goes on so clean. It is not smudge prone. It just worked really, really nicely, honestly. And I actually was bold and I used a clean color dot marker as accents. Again, you have to go to my blog to see what I'm talking about. Clean color dot markers, I find very finicky and I feel like they bleed through so many different types of paper. Nothing. Like literally nothing. I can barely tell. I mean, I can sort of see one dot kind of if I squint when I turn the page over, but I am super, super impressed. And it's true. This paper doesn't have a crazy luxurious feel to it. Like when I'm turning the page, cause it's not super thick, but that just means the book is not incredibly heavy, which sometimes can be a little bit frustrating. Cause I go to work and put my planners in my bag. So I just have to say, I think this paper is excellent. If I was going to compare it to anything, I think it reminds me a little bit of the Mohawk paper that is used in the simplified planners. It is also bright white, and she chose like a very kind of medium to dark gray for her lettering, which I think looks looks wonderful, not too harsh. So I think she did a great job with the paper. I'm super happy with it, and so I hope this puts her at ease that this is not like a negative about this planner at all. In fact, I think it's a feature. Okay. Let me finish our walkthrough. So we have all our weekly spreads within your month. And then something really nice and unique to this planner is that she has a reflection page with each month and the reflections differ a little bit. So she changes them a little bit for each month. So for example, 
for January, she always has something about like, what were your intentions and how did they go? But for January, she writes, are you satisfied with your relationship with money? And she writes, by this time next year, what story do you want your finances to tell? Then there's a section where what are you listening to, watching, reading, looking forward to, or feeling challenged and worried by? And if you go to the next month, you'll see the prompts are completely different. So she asks about your relationships. She asks about your relationship with yourself. So I think that's a really nice thing because it can get a little bit boring to reflect in the same way every time. I'm not going to name any names of specific planners where that's the case, but I think it's really cool how she picks different themes for each month. It's kind of like a less and one planner that comes to mind that does this really, really well that I reviewed previously is the Layered Living Planner. Layered Living like really does a deep dive in each theme, and it's a wonderful planner to kind of do a self-care journey. This is like more of a traditional planner, but it kind of takes that idea of like looking at different small aspects of your life each month and examining them. So you could, you know, you could ignore that completely, or you could really turn it into your theme for the month, whatever you feel like is right for you in that moment. All right. So that pretty much cycles through till the end of the planner. And then there are quite a good number of notes pages. There's a 2022 reflection page. And then I'm going to say, wow, there's like a lot, maybe close to 20 note pages in the back. And I mean like 20 back and front pages, which is wonderful because if you didn't want to have like an accessory notebook, like I've described how I use my little Ashley Shelley monthly notebook with all those lists, you could totally fit those kinds of lists. You could fit quintiles lists. You could fit like things you want, vacation lists. You could do a number of things with these pages. There's really quite a lot Again, this is like kind of something different than I've seen in most weekly planners, which don't give you a lot of blank space for writing. So I am clearly a fan of this planner. I think she did an amazing job. I can't believe it's the first year that she released it because it really feels like something that's been refined over more time than just one year. So I'm super excited to see what she comes out with in the future because, I mean, if it's going to get any better than this, I think if I was going to make any changes at all, I might work on making the corners a little bit less pokey, but honestly, this is a great planner. So congratulations, Heather, for putting together such a lovely product right out of the gate. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and then move on to our next planner. Organization always gives you time. Brian Tracy said a minute spent planning saves you 10 in execution. You already know this. That is why you follow Sarah and listen to the Best Laid Plans podcast. The Sunday Basket is a natural partner for your planning routine. The Sunday Basket contains and corrals all your ideas, paper notes, to-do lists, and mail safely until you're ready for your weekly planning time. The Sunday Basket system has been proven to save five hours each week once you establish a weekly habit, which usually takes four to six weeks. My name is Lisa Woodruff, and I'm the founder and creator of the Sunday Basket and the 100-Day Home Organization Program. Sarah and I chatted in episode 33, and she's been sharing her Organize 365 journey with you here on Best Laid Plans. Organize 365 is proud to sponsor the Best Laid Plans podcast. You can find out more about the Sunday Basket on sundaybasket.com or try our free seven-day mini course by going to organize365.com slash mini course. 
You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right. Love hearing about Organized 365. Fun fact, I just decided to go all in and I signed up for Lisa's all access program. So maybe you'll see me in some of her future planning days. You guys know I truly love what she does. And so I decided to invest myself and put my money where my mouth is and support her and her programs. So excited about that. All right. The next planner we are going to talk about is curation. So this planner came to me all the way from Australia. They also offered to send it to me for free. They reached out to me on Instagram. And again, that usually happens. It's not going to happen with Hobonichi. It's going to happen with small brands who are trying to get the word out. Now, the impressive thing I have to say about this planner is that most of the time, if you're ordering something from Australia, the shipping costs are insane, but they are actually offering free shipping from Australia to the US as long as your order is over $37. Now, one might think that they might have like a US warehouse to make that feasible, but mine actually shipped all the way from Australia. So um, I don't know how they could sustain that, but I'm happy that they're doing it right now because this is a a lovely option as we're going to talk about it. So this is a hardback planner. It's a book. You can hear it right there. It's got kind of a leather-like kind of cover with a little bit of cushioning in it, I would say, which makes it kind of have a luxe feel to it. 
And it has three sizes that they offer. It's They're all called Curation, and the brand is St. Belford. And the contents are the same, but the sizes are different. The one that I got is the regular, which is 8.4 inches by 6.1 inches. And it is slightly bigger than a five size. But they also offer an A4, which as you guys remember, is like a little bit longer than a legal pad. Basically, it's 8.25 by 11.75 inches. And then they offer a mini, which I would think would be pretty small because if you're shrinking down the contents of this page, it does make me worry that you'd have to write kind of small. But then again, I write small all the time in my Hobonichi, so I'm sure it is feasible if you wanted to do that. The regular is $46, the mini is $38, and the A4 size, which again is quite big, it's like bigger than your standard piece of printer paper, that is $61. The paper is described as premium 100 GSM wood-free paper. So interestingly, both this planner and the Sprouted use 100 GSM paper. Everybody has different preferences with paper, but I will say I don't love, I don't hate this paper, so don't get me wrong, but I don't love this paper quite as much. It's not perfectly bright white. It has a tiny bit of a light gray cast to it, And with my favorite pen, which is the Pentel Energel Klena, I felt like there was a little bit of just almost like the ink got absorbed pretty deeply into the paper. It wasn't full on feathering, but it didn't just, you know, sit right on top the way I guess I prefer it to, but it wasn't bad either. So it was not smudgeable. It was very functional. Here's my layout. And I'm looking at the layout that I wrote and it actually looks more crisp. Maybe it was just more the feel than the look. So this paper is absolutely workable, not smudge prone, has not much tooth to it, but a little bit of a tooth to it. And similar to the last 100 GSM option I just talked about, there's really almost no bleed through. And that's with my Pentel Energel Klena, in addition to the color dot markers. So I don't know, that's that's amazing to me. So when you start each week, it's gonna be nice and crisp and you don't see a lot of stuff from the page before. So that's that's an excellent feature of this paper. There is a bookmark, like a two ribbon bookmark. So you could mark your place in the week as well as perhaps in the month or some other page that you're using. And I think the thing I really love about this planner is that there is a lot of really functional wellness content. And that is their aim. They want to have one-stop shop for you to have a place to do goal setting, but also a place to encourage wellness habits. So in that way, again, kind of opposite from our last option, because with Sprouted, she wants to leave things very open-ended. You could certainly kind of add your own goal setting content, but it's not in there for you. This is a lot more structured. So, you know, you have to decide what you're looking for in the new year. So when you open this planner, again, oh, it comes in multiple colors. So this comes in either black, a deep ocean, a coral, sage, and a champagne pink. And it does not have tabs on it. So it is a little hard to figure out where you are in the planner. Like I was trying to flip to where I had written and it was not the easiest. However, they do sell tabs uh, that match these planners. So you can add them if you would like to. When you open it up, what it starts with is a self-care menu where you can choose right out activities for your mind, body, soul, and then notes that are either 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or 60 minutes. So I think that's kind of cool. And they say that you can go to their website for a list of ideas to fill these out. So if you don't, if you want to think of them on your own, you can. If you prefer to choose from a menu, you can. I think that's lovely. And there's a quote from Morgan Harper Nichols. This has a lot of quotes in it from different people. 
You have a bucket list, which has 25 slots on it. So that would work for 22 for 22 if you're doing that. Then there's a mission statement. And there are a lot of goals pages, like a lot. And they're actually labeled missions. So you'd be calling your your goals missions for the year. And I guess there's 10 of these, maybe eight. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, there's six. There are six mission pages. And these are really kind of in depth. There's, you write your why, you write when you want to complete it and you write out all the steps and there's a progress bar. I love these in theory. The full focus planner has something like this too. I don't always use them in practice. I'll be honest. I'm better about having my goals, like, as you know, timed to different horizons where I review and revise, but some people love this style. And so that is a, an option if you really want to write out the details of your goals. And I do kind of like that there's only six. I was upset when there were 12. That seemed like too many really, really detailed goals, but six seems more reasonable. Then there's a habit curator where you can go through different habits that you might want to start and write out the why and the steps and ways to prepare. And there are room for eight habits there. Then there's a little financial section about savings curation. So you can put what you want to save for the year. And then there's little worksheets where you want to do a savings for each month. I like this. I totally think this could be useful for someone who mostly does their financial stuff online, but wants a tangible way to like look at how much they're actually spending and saving each month. I could totally see myself using this, even though I've never wanted to use a big paper budget book. So that's kind of cool. Then there's a 2022 yearly calendar and a lot of public holidays. However, this is an Australian planner. So the Australian are listed first, then some Canadian holidays, some New Zealand holidays, and US and UK holidays. These are more like just federal holidays, not a lot of religious holidays, a couple of Christian holidays that I guess are considered national holidays in some of these places, but not really any other cultural celebrations or other religions. Although, of course, you can add them in yourself. And then we get our monthly spreads. And in this case, you have all of your months first. So this is like a Hobonishi. Um, You have all your months first, followed by your weekly layout, which I kind of like, actually, because if I really want to get a big picture look at the year, it's nice to be able to just flip through all the months at once. And then you go into your weekly sections. And I think they did a nice job just providing something really new and different from your typical weekly layouts. On the left-hand side of the page, You have three lines for a gratitude reflection and then a whole blank space for a drawing board. This kind of reminds me of the passion planners like space of infinite possibilities. They left theirs blank. I would have preferred a dot grid, but again, some people like blank. So that's what you get. Then on the right hand side of the spread, it gives you space for five priorities for the week, which I think could be a reasonable number. And then there's a a little layout for a weekly menu and food diary. Now, the only thing I have to say about this is that I am worried about there not really being enough space to write a detailed food diary. So you could certainly write like eggs and spinach, but you're not going to be able to like go into massive detail with each meal because there's not a huge box for each meal, but it might be enough for your purposes. And then there's a bar on the bottom for snacks. I don't think this would work if you were trying to follow some complicated meal plan and wanted to track it. I think it would be difficult. There's not enough space. But if you wanted to have a basic idea of what you were eating or your menu plan, you could definitely do it here. And it might encourage some healthy habits if you plan out your lunches and breakfasts and dinners this way. And then you get your weekly page. On the top, there's a space for notes and reminders. On the top right, there is a cute little habit tracker with each of the days in bubbles. And you can track up to five habits there. 
And then, and by the way, I love daily and weekly habit trackers more than I like them for the month because I just feel like it's less pressure. You get more fresh starts. So I consider this a plus as a habit tracker that is weekly. And then um, your layout is horizontal, Monday through Wednesday on the left, Thursday through Sunday are on the right. Every day gets the same amount of space. Again, I like that. There's a little line with a heart through it that I think you're supposed to write like a wellness practice. And then there are six checkboxes and six lines for you to write what's going on for the day. So in that way, it has that in common with Sprouted where each day is horizontal with lines and then checkboxes. Obviously, this is a very open-ended layout other than the fact that there is a habit tracker at the top. So you could put your calendar stuff on the left and your to-dos in the right. You could decide how you wanted to use that. And the little line for a self-care activity, you could repurpose that for like what your workout's gonna be. That's probably what I would do if I had this was gonna use this planner, but you could do whatever you want. And I kind of like the little notes reminders could be used for like your big three for the week. If you wanted to have those big three listed on the same page as your planning pages and not just on the page before that I talked about where you have the spread where you could write your top five goals for the week. And that's pretty much it. That repeats throughout the planner all the way through the year. Trying to see if there's anything special that happens at the end of each month. Nope, this just repeats, which makes sense. So we're going to go all the way through. And then in the back of the planner, there is a space for some reflections and three biggest takeaways, a little memory bank page where you can write highlights for the year and like three blank line pages um, where I did my pen test. And um, again, the paper is absolutely workable. It's not too heavy. I wish it was a tiny bit brighter white because I feel like it has a slightly, almost like very pale gray look to it or just slightly off of white. But it works well with most of my pens. They're, they soak into it a little bit more. I don't know how to describe that better, but I really don't see a lot of problems with feathering, certainly no smudging, and really not a lot of bleed through. So I don't have any problems um, with this paper. And you know, some of you are looking for bound book options. I feel like there's not that many of them. So this is a nice one. Oh, does it lay flat? I find that as long as I go went ahead and like bent back the spine, it really does lay quite flat. When you're in the middle of the planner, you really have to make sure you bend it back all the way for that to work. But the binding is designed so that it does. So I could have this up on my desk in any week. And I mean, the pages might take a little bit of like, you may have to put a little pressure on them to make sure they do, but they do. They absolutely do stay flat. So that is definitely a feature. And you can tell the way they designed the spine. They did that very purposefully. All right. So that was the curation planner from St. Belford. Now, you may wonder what I'm going to do with all these 2022 planners when I'm obviously not going to use them all. I am going to have a giveaway, and I do want to do it before the end of the year so people who get these planners can actually use them. And I'm going to go ahead and do that giveaway on my blog, theshoebox.com. I'm thinking about stepping away from Instagram a little bit more. So if you want to make sure that you stay up to date, you know, subscribe to my blog, either by email or a feed reader or something, or just remember to go to it when you subscribe to this podcast, because yeah, I'm just sort of a little bit over social media for now. I'll continue to post the weekly, you know, highlights when I publish, but just not really excited about being much into Instagram anymore these days. Okay. So yes, a giveaway is coming. I don't have the exact dates yet. I will definitely announce it on the podcast when I do so that you'll know to check for that. And it won't require anything of you. No signing up for anything. It'll just be like, put your thing in the comments. And I guess I'll have to do them on separate days for different products because otherwise it'll be kind of hard to randomly draw and sort through who gets what. But yes, I am excited to 
send a lot of these wonderful planners out into the world where they can be used. Because in the past, I haven't been as good about that. And then I feel really bad having products sit here and not get written in and planned in. Well, this has been a longer than planned episode. I am going to answer one quick question, which is about the Jibun Tacho versus the Hobonichi Tacho. So a listener named L, I'll call her, writes, she needs weekly spreads in her planner and prefers the layout in the Jibun Tacho, but after a lot of internal debate, decided on the Hobonichi cousin to try out the daily pages for meeting notes and ad hoc personal journaling. And then she goes on to say that she just wants me to compare and contrast those two since I've used both. Well, I mean, the biggest difference is certainly the fact that the Hobonichi is going to have daily pages. So if you don't want daily pages and you want a really light and compact book, either the Hobonichi Weeks or the Jibun Techo will give you what you want. The Jibun Techo comes in a vertical weekly layout, which I always prefer, and the Weeks is horizontal. So it really depends on what you're looking for. I think they're actually, even though they're both Japanese and therefore getting lumped together here, I think they're very different planners. The Jibun has a lot more, I think, structure built into it. And the Hobonichi is a bit more open-ended. The paper is different. I don't even love the Tomoe River paper, but I've gotten used to using it. The Jibun uses a paper that is a little bit less smudge prone. So in some ways I like it more, but I don't think it's quite as thin as the special Tomoe River paper used in Hobonichi. So really, I think it comes down to, do you want daily pages built into your same book? And how do you want your weekly layout to look? Because if you want a really compact book with a vertical weekly layout, Jibun Techo. I know they also have a daily. I don't love that daily layout in Jibun. It has this weird bar that goes in the middle. So if you love that, you go for it. But otherwise, I think Hobonichi reigns supreme for the dailies. And if you just want daily, the A6 is a great option as it comes in both a Japanese and an English version. And the A5 is wonderful if you want daily, weekly, and monthly all in one book. So I hope that answers your question. And I am assuming by now you may have already ordered, but maybe not. So I hope this helps. All right. Well, this has been a lengthier than expected episode of Best Laid Plans. I will be back next week with more planning fun as we begin our reentry into the next year. Have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.